This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, January 25th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Inspector said stressed as shutdown reaches day 35. Big day for furloughed scientists and bird flu on the U.S.-China agenda. Another missed paycheck for federal workers. It's day 35 of the government shutdown. That means this will mark the second straight missed paycheck for the hundreds of thousands of workers at USDA and other departments and agencies that are still unfunded because of the impasse between President Donald Trump and congressional Democrats. Feeding America, which represents the nation's food banks, yesterday called for an end to the shutdown, saying... Until then, we have our doors open to help federal workers and their families get through this difficult time. Take note, after two rival plans both failed on the Senate floor yesterday, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and Minority Leader Chuck Schumer began talking about a possible deal. Stay tuned. Senate Appropriator pushed FSA reopening. The chairman of the Senate Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee, John Hoven, tells AgriPulse that he worked with Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue to get Farm Service Agency offices opened around the country. Hoven of North Dakota said the temporary reopening of half of the FSA offices that started January 17 was an interim measure to give time for the administration to nail down the legal justification and funding for fully reopening the offices, which took place yesterday. Hoven said that opening of the FSA offices was especially critical to farmers who need operating loans. FSIS inspectors said stressed by lack of pay. The government shutdown is stressing out USDA meat inspectors who are overworked and many prone to making mistakes, says the head of a food safety consulting firm in the Midwest. The longer the shutdown continues, the larger the risk to the meat supply, both in terms of food safety and the amount of meat that can be processed, according to Andrew Lawrence, the president of We Are Food Safety in Metamite, Wisconsin. He said if this thing drags out much longer, inspectors won't show up. He spoke from the road in Wisconsin yesterday. Facilities cannot legally slaughter animals without inspectors present. Lawrence says inspectors, most of whom are on the job, need to be congratulated for their work during the shutdown. Some, however, have not been showing up. The reasons include legitimate illnesses, frustration about not being paid, or simply a lack of resources. He asked rhetorically, how do I get 40 miles to work when I don't have any money and the car is out of gas? He says the inspectors who are getting to work are not as focused as you'd like for them to be. Stabenow raises concerns about CFTC. The top Democrat of the Senate Agriculture Committee, Debbie Stabenow, is concerned that the Commodity Futures Trading Commission is unable to properly oversee the futures markets due to the shutdown. In a letter to CFTC Chairman Chris Giancarlo, Stabenow asked, among other things, how the shutdown has affected agency investigations and data collection, including the ability to follow up on tips and complaints. She also wants to know whether the agency has been limited in its ability to coordinate with overseas regulators. Big check and top prize for furloughed scientists. A furloughed scientist with the USDA's Agriculture Research Service has learned that she will receive the National Academy of Sciences Prize on Food and Agriculture Sciences for her work on how climate change will affect crops. Elizabeth Answorth, a molecular biologist located at the University of Illinois, will collect $100,000 along with the prize. Answorth tells AgriPulse she's grateful for the colleagues and collaborators she has worked with over the years. She said, nothing that I'm getting the award for have I done alone. She hasn't decided how she'll spend the money. 
U.S. to press China on regionalization for bird flu bans. When the U.S. and Chinese negotiators meet next week, U.S. officials won't just be asking that China lift its ban on U.S. poultry. They'll also ask the Chinese to reform how their government reacts to bird flu outbreaks, according to sources speaking with AgriPulse. China is one of the last remaining major importers of poultry that still implements nationwide poultry bans in response to a localized outbreak of the virus. The U.S. has been successfully pushing countries to regionalize poultry bans for years. The latest success came in March last year when South Korea agreed after months of talks to limit bans to the regions where the outbreaks occur. But China has proved one of the most difficult countries to convince, despite efforts that included flying Chinese food safety officials to the U.S. at a direct plea from Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue when he visited Beijing in 2017. Grains Council dismayed at delay in U.S.-Japan talks. Negotiations on a U.S.-Japan free trade agreement should have already begun, but the government shutdown here is delaying the process, and the U.S. Grains Council is upset. Australia, New Zealand, Canada, and others are already benefiting from reduced Japanese tariffs because of their trade packs with Japan, while U.S. exports remain burdened with higher trade taxes. U.S. Grains Council said in an analysis the U.S. and Japan were beginning formal negotiations around January 20th. However, much of the U.S. trade representative staff have been furloughed since the mid-January period and are unable to announce chief negotiators and initiate formal discussions. Senate farmers weigh in on loan regs. Iowa Republican Senator Chuck Grassley and Montana Democrat Senator John Tester disagree on a lot of things. But they're of one mind when it comes to concerns about the market power of processors in the meat sector. The two senators, both farmers, are backing a proposal by the Small Business Administration to restrict the availability of chicken producers to get SBA loans if the farmer's processor has what the agency considers excessive control over the producer's decision-making. The National Chicken Council is lobbying SBA to rewrite the proposed rule, contending it would drive small family farmers out of SBA loan programs and threaten rural economies. KFC finishes antibiotic phase-out. KFC has fulfilled a pledge made two years ago to stop selling chicken from farms that use antibiotics important to human medicine, the company said. The company says it's recognizing the rising public health concerns about the increased threat of resistance to human antibiotics. The company says the phase-out was complete as of January 1. Purdue and Tyson have ended the use of all antibiotics in their chicken. Sanderson Farm says it will stop using medically important antibiotics for prevention of disease, but will continue to use them for disease treatment when necessary. As of last fall, 18 of the top 25 restaurant chains in the U.S. had meaningful antibiotic policies in place, primarily in chicken, according to the Natural Resources Defense Council. Well, here's today's He Said It. Senate Agriculture Appropriations Chairman John Hoven on whether he's worried about the shutdown lasting to March when USDA will run out of money to pay food stamp benefits. No, we're hoping to get something done on this shutdown sooner rather than later. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, January 25th. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, January 25th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Downey.